truth the money never lie no i'm the one yeah i'm the one early morning in the dark no you're i almost made it through that entire piece of pizza from Valentino's. Well, it's because you were really nice and you gave the smaller piece away. So you had a full-size piece of pizza. You had like a, a man They piece call of it pizza. the little snack, you know, yeah. when they give you that small piece. Such a solid move. I love when, like, you the, order the a little, slice. Yeah, the little... Have a little snack. The little teaser. I gave the snack to Chris. How was the snack? You like it? It was good. He enjoyed it. All right. Maybe Chris will be not bleeping us out the whole entire show then, you know? I heard the previous show use the word hard ass twice, by the way, and did not get bleeped. So I'm going to use oh. that the rest of the day. Nice. Yeah. The Hardy Boys. <laughs> well, if you're new to the show, this is Real Estate Radio. I'm Byron Lazine, one in company, William Ravis Real Estate. And I've got with me Pat Kenny, financial planner. On this show, we talk about everything but real estate, basically. And we no, we do talk about real estate, of yeah. course. You can call in with your deals. Um, if you've got a deal, an open house, you got anything, you can always call in the show. Talk about maybe it's something you're looking at buying. You you want to run the numbers? Uh, I can talk to you about numbers. Pat can talk to you about the weather. Um, what else do we talk about? Last last week we got on the tangent of the, the sports betting. I saw that Jersey just approved it. They didn't have to talk about it. Consider it. They just approved the sports betting. We haven't even gotten to talking about it. We don't, we're not even ready to talk about it in Connecticut. We're debating having a conversation. It's just it's making my heart sad. At least what uh, Malloy did sign is a blockchain working group bill into law. So he's going to, uh, it's called SB443, and establishes a working group to study the technology. I think that is appropriate did in you the see world what, that we um, live in. What Coinbase did two days ago. So Coinbase mm-hmm. is the exchange that trades. Obviously, there, there's different variations of blockchain, right? But obviously, Bitcoin is the one that most people know. So Coinbase is the the platform where you trade Bitcoin. That's kind of the, the central hub for that. One of them, right? Isn't one of them. Yeah. yeah and so they actually they trade four right now. So they trade Coinbase, Coinbase Lite, Cash, and then I think Ethereum. Um, but so there's a uh, the, there's there's problems when it comes to like getting. Not not legitimate money, but like Wall Street money, like so money that comes from organizations that are regulated by the SEC and Finra. So what um, Coinbase actually went out and did, they actually bought three security firms uh, on Wall Street on Thursday. So on now, Thursday, wow! On Thursday, so now they're going to be able to trade forty, fifty, sixty different kinds of of coins, um, not just Bitcoin anymore. And they're going to be like they're accepting. Um, it's not really an IPO. But they're they're able to accept SEC like regulated dollars. So people like Merrill Lynch, Morgan Stanley, J.P. Morgan, these companies that won't run their own organizations because it's not really their in their wheelhouse, can now donate money or or, or spend money in those organizations. That'd I just jump. Cool. Well, I mean, granted, this is real estate radio for a reason because that's what, what I know about and I don't know <laughs> about this stuff. But it's super interesting and 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 obviously the reason it came up is because Connecticut's gonna gonna put a work study uh, group behind it, which is. You know, it's obvious that that we need to go in that direction. But I, I jumped on Coinbase.com, and I, am I to assume that this is like a Fidelity account for these coins? Like a Fidel? Like like is they're, it they're my ex- Fidelity account that I have? You know, I own Facebook stock and yeah. I own other stocks. Is this Coinbase? Would I look at this as a consumer as the same thing? Coinbase is basically my Fidelity app. You would no. If, you would look at Coinbase as the S and P, the Dow Jones, the Nasdaq. S- oh. Coinbase is the exchange. Wow. So like Coinbase isn't. 
isn't the isn't the platform. It's literally just where like where Bitcoin because you own Bitcoin, it's, you can buy Bitcoin inside. Coinbase of, is the is, is the, the market. Yep, exactly. The that's the market. Exactly. That's the market for those. And so like. The problem was that there was never a centralized variation of that, right? So everybody had there's there's still although it's unregulated, there's still lots of rules around what can be traded where and and who can use it. You know, for instance, J.P. Morgan and some of the other companies, the larger uh, private banks, won't allow you to purchase those things inside your accounts. Uh, they think it's too speculative, and then people end up in in the red and yada yada. That's yeah, you know, a whole different conversation. But Bitcoin really does jump around quite a bit. Huh? Oh, it's absurd. Because I ne- I don't really follow it, but I remember I don't know three months ago I was listening to somebody at I was up in Southington at some country club and they were talking about Bitcoin. I was like, ah, Bitcoin, right? Like I was like, yeah, I mean, like, so I was like, oh, Bitcoin. I jump on there and it was it was six thousand something at the time, and that was like three months ago. Maybe my timing's a little bit off, but. 6,000. Then I, I saw it a few weeks later. It had jumped up to nine. I'm like, oh my gosh, I missed it. Yeah. He was talking about buying Bitcoin. Like it peaked in like I 17, just, almost 18. Like it was, oh, I know that where it peaked. Yeah, this, like was was after this, crazy. The, this was after the drop-off. Well, this is all in the last six months. And now it's 7,500. So yeah. it just keeps like bouncing around. It's all over the place. It's because there's, you know, there's nothing to, to measure it again. So like, but the idea of like that fact that blockchain, the technology behind it, is is what we're starting to invest in. And like that's really, I think, that's a, I mean, because blockchain isn't, isn't, Restricted to assets like Coinbase and that kind of whatever. It's you can use blockchain to, you know, solve math problems or, you know, design cities and buildings. Like, you know, all you're all you're doing is you're grouping. But technology. If so, if Bitcoin makes it, it of course, like if Bitcoin make. I mean, this is such an obvious statement. If Bitcoin <laughs> makes it, it's going to be a good buy at any of these numbers. Because, correct me if I'm wrong. There's only a million coins. Or, or maybe that number is not correct, but there's a, there's a certain amount of coins ever and for always. Well, that's part. No, that's not. So that's, that's part, not correct. That, that's part of the driver behind the prices is that people will mine. I'm making air quotes that people on the radio can't see. Um, they mine for new coins, like for so, new coins. But but I I thought and and I could be completely wrong. I thought that you can mine for coins, but there's only so many coins out there. No, like like the guy who the, the person credited with starting Bitcoin has like 1.6 million coins himself. Like. It's something crazy, like and like yeah, they can never, they've never like he's like this mysterious man. Um, but of course like, he's mysterious. Of course, yeah, well, yeah, I mean he's worth, yeah. It's one of those things too. It's kind of funny. Like they were saying, if it jumps. All right, here it is. Here it is. I just googled it. Yeah, Google must be correct, right? I would hope so. It's very smarter than I am. In fact, there are only twenty-one million bitcoins that can be mined in total. So that's it. Twenty-one okay. million bitcoins, ever, forever, always, and forever. So if that's the case, but I don't think they've all been mined. Obviously, they haven't all been mined yet. But if, but if that's the case, if it, meaning if the case of Bitcoin making it and becoming legitimate, yeah, and, and being recognized by governments and all this type of stuff, if you only have twenty-one million coins out there, these things are going to go way up in value. Yeah, if there's a the, here's the thing though, like just because there's a limited supply doesn't mean there's a demand, right? And that's where I'm getting to that's, the demand is, is if like, it makes it, if it makes it, and everybody accepts Bitcoin as the go-to coin of this blockchain. Well, yeah, if it becomes if it becomes the standard currency, I if guess, it becomes yeah. a standard currency, then then it's going to be a ridiculous buy because there's only 21 million bitcoins yeah. out there. Until there's not. Until they say, wait a minute. Yeah. Oh, hold on. Yeah, I mean, it's we like an issue stock. It's the same idea. We forgot like, about this part of the story that we have another 21 million. We just found because this is the best part, right? Because it's it's digital, 
it's not like it's not like it's like gold doubloons, right? Like there's not actually like there's only there's a finite amount of it. Like there there are literally yeah, there is a finite amount. But once miners digital. have unlocked the twenty one million bitcoins, the planet's supply will essentially be tapped out unless Bitcoin's protocol Change is changed yeah. to allow for a larger supply. Unless and until then. We want more money. And we'll come back from this break and we'll tell you if we're coming back. Just might. (laughs) We just might do it. Just might change your mind. Real Estate Radio, we're coming back. We'll start giving away some of Martin's money. We'll start doing some open houses. You can call us with with your deal. Uh, And we'll be right back. 94.9 News Now and Stimulating Talk. State Radio, and we're back. 94.9 News Now, stimulating talk. Spiron Lazine with Pat Kenny. Can't get my talking. mic set up today, man. Was... Yeah, forget your mic. All right, I'll just shout at yours. We're talking a little bit about Bitcoin. That's not really what... You said you had something, though, today. We can get off that topic. I'm not <laughs> entirely interested in it. It was just an interesting kind of a, uh, yeah. bill that Malloy signed that I thought was worth mentioning. But it's a, you said you had a question that you have not prepped me for. No. That you want my oh, opinion on. And what do you got? And so as I read a little further, because I decided I wasn't going to corner you while also being completely blind, one of our favorites is involved. The G to the V is a part of this. Uh-oh. So in a positive way, so I'm kind of excited about it. New Gary London v. Lighthouse Inn. Okay. Okay. New, new London this Lighthouse is, Inn. The Lighthouse Inn that's been around. This is like a piece of history in New London. I'm aware of it. Um... So I, I just learned this a couple days ago, and I actually saw it now, officially. How does the New London Lighthouse and, and Gary Vaynerchuk have anything to do with each Gary other? Gary Vaynerchuk? I thought you said GV. Yeah, RGV. Gordon Oh, Vidal. the other GV. You're, I'm, I'm, talking, I'm thinking oh, Gary yeah. No, so you went, you went Gary. No, I'm sorry. That's, I apologize. I, I was keeping it within the, the family you're talking here of, You're talking about uh, Gordon Vidal, who's got a show on Sundays. Okay. Who I think is, the, is the, actually the OG GV. He's the real GV. Yeah, I think he's the... I just call him G, though. Yeah. All right, so it's G and the New London uh, Lighthouse. New Lighthouse Inn. So the Lighthouse Inn was, had an informal conditional offer of a million dollars on it. A milli. All right, so which is a lot, because, I mean, it's going to take forever to review that. It's going to spend multi-million dollars to get it back up to something worthwhile, right? So yeah, take the money and run. So conditional offer, a million bucks, fell through yesterday. Mm-hmm. Guy was like, I'm out. So they took another offer. Gordon's involved in part of this offer. Million dollars is where they were at last time. Mm-hmm. Gordon's representing the new holding company. Mm-hmm. What do you think it came in at? The new offer? Yeah. What do you think they went? Uh, where are you? Are you reading this somewhere? Yeah. I would come in probably around three hundred fifty thousand. Okay. Quarter. Quarter mil. Two fifty. Two fifty. They had a million dollar sense. offer. Yeah. Right. And for some reason, God forbid, God knows what happened. I'm sure yeah. it's a million different things. Um, no pun intended on the million. Quarter million dollars from a million down. Appreciating there's going to be a boatload more money going into the place, but well, that's the thing. I mean, that's why I said three hundred fifty thousand. A million dollars when you just said that sounded ridiculously high for the condition that but that property's in. Yeah. Uh, if you want to do it right, you don't want to put lipstick on a pig. You want to do it right and do that place justice. 
man, you, you almost got to just take the property for the 250 for zero, right? $250,000 and zero and 350 are basically all the same thing. I yeah, know, when you I know they're not, right? But when you're talking about how much you're going to invest in it, $250,000 and zero is the same thing, dude. Yeah. You know what I mean? That property needs millions oh, God, yeah, yeah, to yeah. be poured into it to actually make it uh, a place that people want to go to. Now, what they do with it's going to be interesting. I know what I would do with it. Would you restore and keep, or would you go like new? I'd restore. Okay, so you go, you'd go back to the it's heyday. Mm-hmm. I'd definitely restore because you got a lot of character there. Uh. But I'm talking about what I would do, like to make money, right? Because you got to make money off off of that piece of property, well, especially once it's you're into be, it for a couple million. It's got to have have some flow to it. Yeah. So, uh, what would you do? I know what I would do. I mean, I would. I, it's, to be honest with you, I don't really. I really haven't spent a lot of time on the use of it in terms mm-hmm. of like thought process behind it. Uh, you know, I think that there's been there'd be an initial influx, right? Because it's one of those you've now restored this gem, this pe- kind of New London piece of history. Um, but I mean, yeah, I think that there's, I don't, I don't actually recall it ever being a functional building. Yeah. I'm saying like, what I would do if I wanted to make money, not from the perspective of, of like what I would do to like make New London great again. Only if like <laughs> I made the investment, would what you, would, would I you do run it make... or would you try to get out of it? Would you try to, would you try to run and maintain it? And like be the, like if, if I was going to run and maintain it, yeah, okay. this is the perspective. So you wouldn't go, try to go into it and get out of it. Now you can't. Go, you need to. Whoever buys this, if they're buying it to try to, you know, put an operator in place, um, meaning you're going to try to get somebody else to come up with with how things should work over there, yeah. then then I don't think you should put your money. And I think you, yeah. I think right. whoever's putting their money in needs to be very close to the operations of what's going to happen here. Yeah, that's some the only sort of way, hospitality background. That's the only way it's going to be successful. Fair enough. Yeah. And I would go all in 100% on the wedding business. And that's all I would focus on. I would try to become yeah. a, a destination because, and you know, because you're, you're looking at, at spaces, how much money people spend. And I would make the, I would make it so that when you come here, come to this place, you're spending every penny with us, right? Yeah. So you're not bringing in your own this or your own that. Like if you want a cigar roller, cool, we got that. Uh, you want a photo booth, cool. Got it. Yeah, in-house, just everything. Yeah. Every Like, yep. all the way down, right? Yeah. Flowers, got it. Check. Food, booze, we're on well, it. Dude, like, we're, like, we, like, Jen and I, like, we're, I'm sure that if I, if I nickel and dimed and piece this all out by myself, I could probably save, pick a dollar amount per head. Probably. To a certain degree. Hmm. Maybe. Again, probably not a strong, not a strong probably, but, like, but, yeah, but then I look at it. I, I actually think you'd pay more. Yeah, I, I mean. I mean, again, I feel like, really, I think you'd pay more because you don't do this, meaning, you piece it out and everyone's gonna it's doing one little piece they're gonna have to charge you their max number where if you go bulk for sure yeah yeah, yeah. so like it's it's yeah and we did it back and forth a little bit but like i'm looking at it now it's like there's a there's a certain premium that i'm comfortable and willing to pay for sheer convenience and time of course and like i think in-housing all of that is that's a great idea but they keep it in-house people are spending you know ridiculous amounts of money here in this part of the state on their weddings right yeah you can go to saltwater farm in Stonington, you can go to uh, a number of different places. I just bring that one up because I, I know how much they charge, and it's a lot. <laughs> um, right? So people are going to spend $50,000 plus, plus yeah. on the whole day, you know? So if you're, sco- if you're able to create the venue, create the space on a business 
that's never going anywhere. I don't care what happens to the economy. People are getting married. They might have, they might not um, invite 200 people when, when times are tough. They may cut the list down to 100 people, but they're still getting married. Yeah. Because they've been thinking about it their whole life. <laughs> right? It's the day. It's going to happen. Dude. Yeah, like, oh, for sure. it, like people are going to keep getting married and people are going to keep spending a ton of money on it. So that's what I would do. If you, I think if you try to go hotel and restaurant, you're going to get smoked out there. I think, you're, I, I think the physical location is not conducive to that, right? Like you're, where that is in New London is, it's not that it's difficult by any means, but it's, it's, on, it's on the point. Like it's all the way out. You're not near anything else. Like, so you have to, that's the only place you're going. So yeah, the restaurant has to be absurd to be a draw because it's not on the water. It's near the water, but it's not. And I think you could there. still have a public restaurant as part of this, 100%, right? You, yeah, crazy and you know, you could have a massive kitchen that services these wedding and these these events, and and because well, you're going to still draw. have a, a, a you know a public ki- uh, restaurant. Yeah. But I think if you're going to try to like just go based off of being an inn, like if you're trying to be like a Whalers Inn or something, or if you're or trying like, to be the Ocean House type of t- yeah. deal, you're going to lose. Yeah, for sure. You know, you're not get you're not pulling a thousand bucks a night there, unless you. No. Unless you're attaching that to this special event, this huge wedding, right? And I would go, I would just go very niche and I would, and I would go weddings. Yeah. Just become like the premier destination for mm-hmm. events. I mean, well, I'd like, build a marketing team at, around um, it. Look at like Gear Tree Farm, right? With the, over, with the, the overlook that they built. Yeah. Like just went pure. They were like, hey, listen, we're going to be an event space because we have this, <clears> this pretty incredible spot. And the Gear uh, Overlook, I mean, literally, because I I know like what happened up there like they put down the, um, you know the pavers whatever they, they yeah. put down there, and then they just started putting tents. Then they started adding alpines. The price just kept going up and up and up because yeah. the demand was there. Yeah, they had to raise the price because too many people wanted the same days. Yeah, and and they started very simple. Yeah, people will f- seek you out on this wedding deal. Yeah, uh, you put a little bit of marketing behind it. You you really be thoughtful behind it. Yeah, it's a home run. Wait, well, yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'd be super excited to see it succeed. Like, I would love, like, to have that kind of rush out. Like, I think it'd be great. Well, before we, we got a call here, let's let's take this before we go to break. Rob Simmons, Rob, where are you calling from? I am calling from the most beautiful town in the state of Connecticut, Stonington, Connecticut. You are calling from Stonington. I am calling from Stonington. I'm listening to your discussion of weddings. Let me give you a factoid, okay? Uh, Last year in Stonington, 33 couples from town signed up to get married. 33 couples from town. Over 300 couples from out of town, out of state, out of country signed up to get married. And, you know, the median... Uh, cost of wedding median is about thirty thousand dollars a year in Connecticut. So this is big business for the town of Stonington, which of course you know has the villages of uh, Mystic, uh, Stonington Borough, and Pawcatuck. So weddings are big here. You mentioned Saltwater Farm, a wonderful location. Also the historic uh, Stoneacres Farm on North Main Street, where they have wonderful. Uh, themed weddings in a historic site. And then you got Latitude 41, just adjacent to the Mystic Seaport with some of the most beautiful sunset views. But people also go, you know, have a uh, wedding in a garden, not not too expensive. Or outside of Town Hall, uh, we have a JP who can uh, get you married on the steps of the Town Hall. So this is, uh, this is not only a tourism capital, it's a capital of romance. The romance capital. Romance. Come to Stonington. 
Rob, Stonington's done a really, really good job in the in the wedding space. I I 100% agree with you. Lots of people look to get married in that Stonington mystic area because there's so much to do if, if people are coming from out of town for the weekend, if they're coming from the other side of the state. And I agree with you, my man. It's huge business. If I'm one of these shoreline towns, I'm double downing on opportunities to uh, – because you bring people into your town, right? It's only oh, absolutely. a good thing. Absolutely. They come in. They, they stay at one of our motels, B&Bs, hotels like the uh, the Hilton, which just went through a $23 million renovation. Gorgeous, gorgeous uh, hotel. You've got the old Mystic Village. They can wander. The guests can wander around. You know, the biggest problem you have with a wedding, what do you do with the guests, you know, <laughs> before you go to the church, if it's in the church, or before you get hitched, if you're doing it in a garden or – in in a in a wedding site, what what do you do with the guests? Well, here there's plenty for them to do. You know, they have a good time. Absolutely, a lot of dead time. Rob, thanks for the call. We've got to you run. Bet. Appreciate your insight, Rob you Simmons. Bet. Appreciate your having the the topic. It's a good topic. Thank you very much, Rob Simmons, for selectman, Stonington, Connecticut. Pretty passionate about Stonington, as he should be. Yeah, and they're doing some really really cool stuff. Uh, when we come back, we're definitely going to start piling up the Martin Money giveaway. We'll, we'll get the get. You can jump on the call if you'd like. 860-464-9490. You can be first in line. We've got something cooking for you to give away some of Martin's money. We got our open houses. This is Real Estate Radio. Stay with us. 94.9 News Now and Stimulating Talk. One day and the next day gone Sometimes you bend, sometimes you stand Sometimes you turn your back to the wind There's a world outside the day Real Estate Radio, we're going to start giving away some of Martin's money, so if you want to get first in line, 860-464-9490 the number. Before we do that, though, Chris, we're going to do the open houses. I jumped on the open houses during that break, and I'm like, oh, please let one and company have a open house in Stonington. So my man Rob, ice, would be pumped up, but we don't. <laughs> <laughs> I think we did, uh, I know we did, I think last week. But anyway, uh, this week, one and company at William Ravis Real Estate Open Houses. And you can always find these, by the way. If you jump on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash one and company real estate, uh, you can jump on there and see our open houses. They get posted in a carousel, a carousel post every Thursday. Pretty cool. You can swipe right, just like if you were on like Tinder or any of these places, and you just swipe right, find the house you like, you click on it, and then you're a match made in heaven. I'm in love with this house. Swipe. Exactly. All right, today, and I'll be uh, jumping down there right after I leave the the studio. I'll be going down to Guilford, Connecticut at 66 High Street, and we'll be open over there from 1 to 3. 66 High Street is the award-winning luxury condo uh, project of the year two years ago, luxury condo project of the year last year. Unbelievable property. you got to come see this. They're building the LEAP building right now. We've already pre-sold two out of the LEAP building. Uh, both of those, by the way, were offered at over $650 a square foot. These units are ridiculous. You got to come check that out. So that's today, 1 to 3. I'll also be there tomorrow. Or uh, actually, Nicole White will be there tomorrow from 1 to 3. So 
today and tomorrow, 1 to 3, 66 High Street, Guilford, Connecticut. Uh, tomorrow, we don't have it. That's all we got for today, Saturday. Oh, so you stacked Sunday. You know, it's interesting. We stacked Sunday this week because Saturday's numbers have been really, really down during the spring on open houses for us internally. I don't know. We've been, you know, we've been averaging four to five on Saturday open houses, four to five on Sunday. You know, a little tip. If you're a for sale by owner out there, you're an agent, whatever, for whatever it's worth, on our small sample size of 10 or 12 open houses a weekend, Saturdays have been really slow across the board. Even if it's a new listing, even if it's like one that we know is like going to get a lot of activity and because it just came on the market, whatever. Just getting more traction on Sundays, huh? Sundays have been great. And Mother's Day was one of the best days at 66 High Street. We were contemplating doing one on Mother's Day, and it really? was one. It was a it was a bang up day. It was huh. a huge day. Anyway, so we jacked up the. Be curious to see if that uh, continues through the summer. We'll see how it goes. Uh, you know, first couple weeks of July definitely always always historically anyway uh, slow down a little bit. Sunday, tomorrow, 11 to 1, 78 St. Francis Woods in Madison, Connecticut. That property is on the market for three ninety four nine. Really good opportunity, under 400000 Madison, Connecticut. Tomorrow, from 1 to 3, 244 Joshua Town Road in Lyme, Pat. I, I want to go see this. I'll be, you I'll be live I have in to Essex. Go you got to go see this property, I can, dude. I, can, I think I can see this from my house. Like I'm not even kidding. It's on for $1.18. So just under 1.2 million, but dude, this house, dude, it's, it's like, almost it's 9,800 square feet. It's amazing. 9,800 square, dude. This is insane. It's like I mean, corporate events, big parties, uh, big fan. You know, like a lot of people coming over. It's a ridiculous property overlooking the Connecticut River. Just come hang out tomorrow, dude. This is the thing that like you. I'm you, gonna bring some champagne too. I think. Oh. I'm gonna pack it up. I think like if you want some champs tomorrow, let's do that. Bottomless. <laughs> Two forty four <laughs> Joshua Town Road Lime. Uh that's that's something to see. Come come up and check that out tomorrow, one to three. Uh two forty four Joshua Town. Also tomorrow, two ninety nine Killingworth Turnpike in Clinton. That one's gonna be open one to three. Um th- new newer listing, three nineteen nine nine nine. And uh <laughs> That's a that's a really cool property. Babbling Brook in the back. You can you know, you got the little wood chopping area. It's just a cool cool five acres. That's cool property. Five acres. You got that's some amazing. walking trails. Uh, tomorrow, investor alert. The alerto for the investor. Thirty five Soul Street in uh, in Griswold in the J to the C. That's tomorrow one to three. It's a three family dude. Wow. This is a three family that. Let's run the number here. It's on for one eighty nine. What's that per door? Uh, sixty three and change. Sixty three and change. There is a two family, uh, right around the corner from there, that just went under contract, and I got reason to believe that they got all the money and maybe some more. They got all the money plus. Wow. And uh, that one was that two family was on the market for over seventy thousand a door. Holy cow! So here you got what? Would you say sixty three a door? Yeah, it's like sixty three and a third. Sixty three thousand yeah. a door, three family. This has got the the expensive cedar shake vinyl siding that'll last a lifetime, basically. Oh yeah, the cedar impressions. Yeah, it's got the metal roof. 
Oh, wow. You've got basically no exterior maintenance on this deal. And uh, and again, you're at 63 a door. You could move. The first floor is empty right now. That's the unit we're going to be showing at the open house tomorrow. The first floor is empty. The second and the third floor are fully leased. They left the first floor empty in case the buyer wants to move in. Yeah. So you can move right into that first floor. You can lease it out if it's not going to be your, your deal to live. But if you want to move in there, uh, that's an opportunity for you. So really good uh, opportunity, especially if you're you're just building a portfolio uh, and, and, you're, and you're starting that climb in the multifamily game. So that's tomorrow, 1 to 3, 35 Sewell Street in Grizzle. S-O-U-L-E. That's a, that's a strong property in that marketplace too, right? Because there's enough... Yeah, there's, a lot there's, of renters. There, yeah, exactly. in, there's pockets in, where there's a lots of renters. In Jewett City. Yeah, dude. Lots of them. Yeah, I mean, Norwich is like that. New London's a lot. I mean, there's a lot of places that, that have those pockets of just yeah, like, high predominantly rent. renters. And yeah. Yep. That's awesome. Yeah, that's a good one, dude. I would go check that out, man. I like it. I, you know what I would love to have is some calls. This is what we're going to do, actually. Instead of doing what we've done in the past, which we do a lot, which is like, hey, here's the trivia. We even had a trivia question. We're throwing that out. No, no trivia question. Today, if you call in 860-464-9490 and talk about any deal that has to do with real estate, maybe you've got a deal that you're trying to sell. Maybe you're a for sale owner. Maybe you're an agent. Maybe you have an open house. Maybe you're looking at a three-family. Maybe you're looking at a two-family. Maybe you want to buy one in the future. If you've got any real estate-related deal or question, 860-464-9490 is the number. Uh, we'll take your call, obviously, as we always do. But the first, per- the next person that calls with a real estate deal or real estate question is going to get a gift card, uh, some of Martin's money. We're gonna we're gonna throw some of Martin's money out here. We're gonna give you a gift card to the Spice Club in Niantic. How's that sound? Love that place. Yeah, it's a good spot. It's way too close really to your office. Spot. Super close, <laughs> and you know that's dangerous. <laughs> You know, the new office in downtown Anik, I must say, is fabulous. The one, the problem with that is now people can find you really easy. Yeah. You know, hey, I'm in the Spice Club. I just walked by your office. I saw you were there. Do you want to stop by? <laughs> no, I don't. Um, <laughs> I do not. I'm working. Appreciate the offer. Right? I've got to work here. So that's what's going on. That's what's going on in our world. What do you got, Pat? Busy, 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 man. We're just, uh, you know, markets have been bananas this week so it's been what do you mean by bananas very very strong just, you know solid i mean numbers are up and we kind of bucked off the uh the trade scares you know when do you want my latest lucky uh stab at a stock can i give it to you you can give it to anybody i can't give it to anybody so i was uh i saw a snapchat b- bounce down to 10 bucks um, maybe only like two weeks ago yeah these stock these um social media platforms they're so like you can very volatile. That's for sure. Volatile, but you can almost like uh, I don't want to say like it's easy right now to predict. So it's been easy for everybody the last couple of years. But Snapchat goes on ten bucks. I'm like, dude, they're not even doing anything. Somebody's it's gonna somebody's gonna whisper something. They're gonna go up to like fifteen in a heartbeat. They're up to thirteen, I think, right now. They were thirteen yesterday. I looked at it yesterday. I'm like, oh my gosh, I've already made what? What is that? Thirty percent? Yeah. Not sure. In two weeks, how do you get thirty percent? I mean, this is gonna stop. This this market is ridiculous. Yeah. Well, once you you know once you go from yeah three dollars on ten. I only I only will buy a stock on uh, if if it's something that I like actually utilize or know something like I have it on my phone. Like yeah, Snapchat's on my phone yeah, yeah. 
Facebook's on my Facebook and Instagram are on my phone. You know, uh, I follow WWE <laughs> in in you know Instagram and stuff. What what about that stock, dude? Have you followed WWE? I have not at all. That one is ridiculous. So because they had the the TV um, news about brokering a new TV deal with what is it NBC or somebody? Who did WWE just get a strike a deal with? You know, Chris. WWE? No, I thought it was was it NBC. Anyways, the stock went from forty bucks to over sixty, like in the last three or four weeks. I think it's NBC. Got a new TV deal. Yeah, NBC deal. Uh, Raw and SmackDown, laying the SmackDown. <laughs> I love WWE, dude. It's just it's <laughs> unbelievable stuff. All right, we gotta go to break. All right, Real Estate Radio, we're coming back. Last segment, line up the calls, 860-464-9490. You've got some real estate stuff, a deal that you're looking at. We'll take your call. We'll give you a gift card to the Spice Club in Niana, courtesy of Irish Springs Pool Water and Service Station Equipment. Stay with us. 94.9 News Now and Stimulating Talk. I said it was a it was a NBC deal for WWE. It was a Fox deal. Fox did the deal over a Billy. That's a reported number over a Billy. Big mega deal. So it was Fox, not NBC, that did the deal. Because Rupert Murdoch, Rupert Murdoch said that. Found an article here. He said that NBC would be embarrassed to carry the WWE product. We'll see how we'll see how Rupe feels in three months. Rupert Murdoch being embarrassed for NBC. He should be embarrassed. NBC is going to not be around in 10 years. That's what he should be embarrassed about. Um, what else do I got? I got something else for you, Pat. Hit me with more? All right. Nobody, do, the, do the Warren Buffett thing. Oh, all right. Nobody wants to call with their deal. I'd love to pick <laughs> some deal apart. Tell oh, somebody man. if they're overpaying, underpaying. Just the... I'd love to hear from some of these agents out here too that got an open house, but it, but it should be right. It's the market. But I want to give away some uh, some uh, yeah. Martin McKinney's money. All right. So let's just do something here to to drive some traffic to uh, to give away that Nianic that Spice Club gift card to, to Nianic. So, well, fun fact about Warren Buffett. Some people know this part. They know that he's lived he's lived in the same house that he bought in 1958. Right. So this guy's worth. Where was it? He is in lovely Omaha, Nebraska. Omaha, Nebraska. Warren Buffett, the man with the money. Home of home of the best freezer pack steaks in the mm. country. So he's worth like seventy five billion dollars. We call it round numbers, right? Same house since nineteen fifty eight. So the trivia here, we'll give him. What do you want to give him? Like a thousand dollar range. We want to go up or down. If you're within a thousand bucks, five thousand. Five thousand. All right. So if you're within five thousand bucks, we'll spice club action on Mr. Martin McKinney. What did he pay for that house in 1958? In 1958. Does it give you like the square footage or anything? 
6,570 square feet, five bed. 6,500 square foot house. Yeah, back in the day. He ain't messing around, dude. That's he needed amazing. some space. Five all bed, that thinking he does, all that reading. Two and a half bath. All right, five bed house in 1958 in Omaha. What did Warren Buffett pay? If you get within 5,000, we'll give you a Spice Club gift card courtesy of Irish Springs Pool Water. You know, I was listening to that Irish Spring Pool Water commercial during the break. Yes. How could you miss it? And at this about the same time, I got a text message from one of, one of our sellers, one of our one-end company, William Ravis sellers. And she says to me, hey, we had a discussion yesterday. Uh, I've, I've locked in my house out of state that I'm moving to. I want to make sure we capture the rest of this spring market. Let's put out a new price on the house. The house I'm referring to is 56 Millstone Road. This hasn't even hit the MLS yet. So, like, everybody listening to this is getting this before um, before it goes online. Sneak peek. Yeah, and, and I'll tell you why I'm, the pool thing got me thinking about it. But anyways, 56 Millstone Road. It was on the market for 525 We're going to come back out with a new price here this weekend at just under $500,000. Four ninety nine nine. All right. 56 Millstone Road, Waterford, Connecticut. Five bedroom. Got a huge pool house. More living space over there. Um, but it's got this fabulous pool. And I had the drone go up the other day. Take some pictures of this bad boy. This pool's ridiculous, dude. I'm, I'm Googling now. I'm putting the new photos up with oh, the okay. new price. Gotta wait. Yeah, you can't see it. That's the thing. You can't see the new photos. Can't see the new price. But I'm giving you guys all a little head start here. I don't know if you're an agent, you're a buyer, anybody. 56 Millstone Road, Waterford, Connecticut, going down under five. It's going to be a ridiculous deal. What's the, we talked about that house a couple of times. Like I love like where that house is. Like that whole neck of like that neighborhood is walk, just perfect. walk to the spice or to the um, Sunset Ribs. Yeah, you, can de- I mean, you, can, you can definitely still do spice, right? Cross the bridge, go to the board. I mean, yeah, I guess you could do yeah. the spice. Yeah, I mean, it's a nice little walk down. Do the Nyanic Boardwalk. It's a mess right now. They're doing so much construction on on 161 and 156 right now, but. 156, like that whole drag, they've been doing uh, like repairs and I think yeah. sewer grates and stuff for the last like, couple of weeks. You see that Nyanix doing that little green? That's going to look awesome. I'm, yeah, actually, they've got a lot of the stonework in there already. Yeah. It looks really sharp. It's going to be really nice. Well, it's been how many, I mean, how many years did like the crappy little gas station that wasn't a gas station? Brutal. And then it was like the, the goofy little snack shop thing. Like it was just, like, it just, yeah. it, where it was, was, was dumb and what, what they were using it for was just, uh, was hey, poor. we got to convince this guy that just walked into the studio to open up a restaurant in Niantic. Oh, yeah. This, if this guy opened up a restaurant in Niantic, my God, everybody would be hanging out there all the time. So, but I don't mind going to Essex, you know. I don't, I don't mind going to the... I mean, I'm coming from Guilford anyway, so it doesn't really matter, but uh, I don't I don't mind going to the Essex. Yeah, well, yeah, you got to go north a little bit for you. Off night. Are you guys signing off? Are we signing off? Yeah. We're on, we're almost done. Jump, grab a mic. Grab a. I, I'd like you to grab a. This is Colt. Chef Colt Taylor hey, just mic, jumped man. in. Grab a mic. Hi everyone. If anybody, last week was the first. We're getting high show. And if anybody missed this show, you should be ashamed of yourselves. But good news Very is, right. you've got time today to catch show number two. Yes, and show number two is is all about um. A change of pace show because we're going to be remembering Anthony Bourdain. Yeah, and that's a relevant yeah. thing to anyone and everyone who cares about life and brilliant people that we lose too soon. It's one of my favorite books, Kitchen Confidential. Is honestly one of the 
brilliant. It's absolutely incredible. As yeah. someone who has no, other than enjoying food, I have no connection to it at all. Absolutely phenomenal. Which is really where he was the uh, segue from my world and your world. He brought together people, and he was the first person to make people understand, um, you know, the, the kitchen, the way it really functions, and bring it to life for all the consumers. And the man was broke until he was 40, <laughs> discovered fame, success, and wealth beyond his dreams, uh, found the love of his life at 50, had his kid in his 50s. Yeah, he was like 52 or 53, right, when he had a... Yeah, he yeah was... and he's like just behind the ball as far as a timeline, and yet wasn't enough for him. Where would you rank him in, like, in your world of chefs? Uh, he's, he's, a, he's a bit of an anomaly because he wasn't the greatest chef. Everybody knows that. He's the first to tell you, you know, is at Le Hals in, in New York, and he did his his jump around, jaunt around, and he was a good chef. He was very respectful of the classics, um, but it was more about his persona, his ability to bring together. I don't know anybody who met him who did not love him. You know, he had one of those um, personalities and that way of talking to people. That it's so just, much charisma. It was just like I've said this to you before in your restaurant. I've said, like, I go back to restaurants. Obviously, the food has to be good. I mean. Right, but if you're starting from there, I'll go back to restaurants where the people make me feel just as good as the food. Well, I'll forgive over mediocre and over food, and over again. Like well, all day long. Like I, I, I really will. Can't, like, be, I'll, can't be too mediocre. No, I, but no, can't all. be subpar. Can't be subpar. Mediocre, middle. Yeah. Um, great I mean, I, service, that's, that's called in the middle. When, when you get them both, right? Oh, like the experiences I've had at the Essex, right? When yeah. you get both, it's just like my God. That's when you always keep coming back and back and back. But yeah, the people have to make you feel good too. Yeah, and I mean, he did that. He did that through TV. He did that through his writing. I mean, uh, I believe uh, the the people who published his book, who who have a very famous uh, publishing company, said his prose were were the first of its kind. You could read one sentence of anything he wrote, and you would know exactly who wrote it. He had a very unique <laughs> way of writing. Um, and it's his, his, his words, you could actually hear his voice once he became that TV personality. And he never belittled people, you know, which is a, a brilliant, brilliant aspect. When the Me Too movement hopped out, you know, as his, his significant other, uh, Argento, she, she was one of the big people who came out against Harvey Weinstein. And she came out and said and she was raped at Cannes by... By the man, and rather than going into a shell and you know just being a quiet supporter, he was all over it, all over the movement, apologetic about the way of life in, in Kitchen Confidential. If that added to it, he he struck down Mario Batali on a return after everything that came out, and he held that much weight in his voice that people from from our side, from the kitchen side, listened, you know. And and he was just a pure, painful soul, <laughs> and it's just a really weird, weird thing to wake up to yesterday morning. And y your world was pretty shocked then. Oh yeah, yeah, extremely. Um, you know, I know it, it just happened with Kate Spade as well, um, but it is a relevant issue regardless of the the content of the show, whether it's real estate or politics or food. You know, that is a relevant issue and topic that should be talked about in all 
different formats. Well, I'm glad you guys are going to cover it. And if you haven't, if you missed it last week, this is a show you're going to want to follow, right? You don't have to tune out on 94.9 after Real Estate Radio gets off now. You can stay around for another hour, as you should, <laughs> because Chef Colt Taylor, he's the man. One, your food's phenomenal. Thanks. Uh, the work that you pour in to your food and to the people in your restaurants, unbelievable. Uh, I've experienced it firsthand. But listening to the show, you did a great job. It's called Food Fights, correct? Food Fight. Food Fight. Food Fight. Singular. And I will be having a guest on today as my co-host, Robert, is out sick. But my my good friend, Chris Lauber, will be calling in with us. And he is a former general manager of Aldea, two Michelin star in New York, former GM of Oreal, Charlie Palmer's famed Michelin starred restaurant. And he will be... And John George as well, and he will be on the air with us. Excellent. Stick around for this show and uh, and and into the future. Food Fight's going to be a winner. If you haven't been to the Essex, you definitely 100% need to go spend some time there, uh, even if it's just to sit at the bar and have a, have a couple apps, you know? Yeah, cocktail, little, little plates. All right, Pat, we're coming back every single Saturday. Real Estate Radio's live at 11 to noon during the week if you want to check us out. If you want to play the free key Friday, still got some time left on that. That's facebook.com forward slash one and company real estate. Pat, have a great weekend. Chris, have a great next show. This is Byron Lazine, one and company. See you guys next week on Real Estate Radio. Uh-huh.